you are listening to Rotten to the Score. Salutations, everybody. That means uh, hello and goodbye in many cultures. This is Rotten to the Score, where we discuss a movie below 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, deeming it rotten on the tomato meter. We review said movie and give a score above or below 60%, therefore determining if it's rotten to the core or rotten no more. Mm-hmm. I am your co-host, Jack Smith, and sitting next to me, sitting next to me is my amazing, beautiful, talented, hardworking, second half of this show, co-host, Drayton Williams the fourteenth. How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. I'm. I'm really excited, <laughs> dude. Second. Second episode, dude. This is crazy. It's insane that we actually like. We're doing two episodes now. Yeah. The, people thought that we were just going to do one. Right. Now we're doing two. Two hits. That is nuts. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, I'll tell you what we do here. Each week, one of us is going to choose the movie that we both watch separately and review. And this week. Jack chose the movie. I chose 17 again. Mm-hmm. Currently, um, 17 again um, has a 56 on the tomato meter, meaning okay. it is a rotten movie. Yep. Um, this PG-13 classic was released in 2009, um, starring uh, Zac Efron, um, Matthew Perry, as, you know, if you don't know who that is, that's Chandler Bing. Yeah, yeah. Um Thomas Lennon as Ned Gold, and uh, Leslie Mann as Scarlet, who is married to uh, Judd Apatow, and and she's in a lot of other things. I didn't know she's. I didn't know she was married to the old app, Appy. He she's married to the old app, Apperson, the appetizer, the old <laughs> the appetizer. Yeah, and her daughter, her daughter is in Euphoria. She's um, I think her name's Lexi. That's cool. Sydney Sweeney's sister in Euphoria. Mmm. Yeah, so there, there you go. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> Burstiers directs this movie. It's actually his dire- directorial debut. Okay. Um, I didn't know so that. So this is his, act, and still to this day, his only movie that he's directed. Um, now, he's written. Wait, wait, hold on. This is the only movie he's directed? Ever. This is the first and last. Okay. Yeah, right? This guy, they just like they're like, hey, I'm I'm honestly I'm surprised by that because really good, really good for your first one. Yeah, I guess not the best for your last one. Okay, Do you, so would you say that you know you would want to open up with a seventeen again? Okay, you want to close with a seventeen again? Yeah, I, I would I would say that it's interesting that like after this one, they did. I wonder if he just like decided not to just completely stop directing movies. Was that his choice? Was that somebody else's choice? People were just like, yeah, that one was so bad. I don't. I, I really don't know because he was known as an actor mainly, but oh. he wasn't like doing well. You know, his full name is Burger Steers. That's a crazy name to get. Burger Steers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, its budget, the movie's budget was forty million dollars. Okay. The box office was sixty-four point one million dollars. So they made it back. Oh shit! Okay, and yeah. So it's a it's successful. It was it didn't like yeah. break records or anything. It definitely a lot better than some of the movies that we see now that are actually really good, where they lose money, even though that they got amazing ratings. Yeah, 
I mean, the cast is really good. Of you know, in terms of like for your budget, yeah, yeah, not bad for like a first time directed movie by Burr Steers. Burr Steers, Burr Steers, Burger Steers, Burger. We love you, Burger. <laughs> we can't, <laughs> can't get enough of you, Burger Steer. We can't give you enough of Burger Steer. <laughs> wait, so wait, yeah, wait, Jack. Why did why did you choose this movie? I chose this movie uh, for two reasons. One, I, I, two thousand nine was the year of my life. Okay, this movie comes out. I watched it a bunch. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, um, I really wanted to see why this was rotten. Because obviously, I, I haven't watched this movie since I was like a kid. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it since I was like maybe 14, 15, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to see if it, like, if my memory had failed me and this was actually just an awful movie. Mm-hmm. Or if it was a really, really good movie like I remember. But, you know, that actually kind of leads me into the next thing we should talk about here, which is what are some of the reviews that you saw that kind oh, of fuck yeah. made you giggle, made you, okay. made you laugh a little bit? I think that some of my reviews are a little bit – I'm not sure if they made me giggle. We'll see. Okay. Okay. I got three reviews that kind of – I wanted to get someone who hated it, someone who was kind of like, eh. Yeah. And then someone who just loved it. So Ben Lyons says he – I was disappointed. That's the review. That was the review? It's a top review on Rotten Tomatoes. I was disappointed. Is this like a critic or is it audience score? No, that's a real... And there's no, like... The full review says he gives us a... He didn't even give it a score. Like, he didn't even... Oh. He just said, I was disappointed. Ben Lyons, I was disappointed. Interesting. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for your fantastic feedback. Yeah, great great critique, Literally, just really gets into the meat and potatoes as to why the film disappointed him. Yeah. Really talks about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the next one I have is, uh, <laughs> this is an anonymous user. Okay. He says, the man went back in time to find out what it feels like to 17. <laughs> <laughs> Did he give a rating? He gave it four stars. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> Man, definitely been back to the 17 town. He went to see 17. He went over there. He went over there to see 17. (laughs) Have you ever tried 17? (laughs) I've never tried one of those. (laughs) That's the craziest review to leave on there. He also just doesn't go back in time. He just oh doesn't. Oh my god. He. <sighs> I'm getting overheated. That's a good one, isn't it? It's a good one. Oh gosh, we're a couple minutes in. That was so stupid. <laughs> oh gosh. This is another anonymous person. <laughs> this movie is awesomely delicious in every way, shape, and form. Don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what, what delicious. To, that's a flavor thing, right? Maybe delicious is like a thing to say when some, like something's good. Man, today uh, work today was delicious. Yeah, I say that all the time. Hey, honey, how was work today? Mm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Work today was delicious. Mm. Yum! That was mm. some good work. Give Tasty. me more of that. <laughs> I might go back for seconds tomorrow at 8 a.m. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
from eight to five. Mm. Eight to five. It was just so. Uh, just it was, so yummy. It was so yummy and tasty. <laughs> Fuck today. Work today was so scrumptious. <laughs> Dude, Dude it was delectable. Oh gosh. Okay. All oh. right. Do you have any more reviews? No. That that kind of sums me. Cool. Up. Good. I yeah. only have three too. Okay. Good. All right. Um, I did all critic scores and Richard Propes said seems an odd choice for Efron in his stated goal to become a serious adult actor two and a half stars and this review was posted in 2020 um the movie was released 11 years prior like in 2020 Zach Efron was definitely trying to take more serious roles we saw that yeah when he was like what 20 in 2009 i don't think he was trying to take serious roles i think most of his roles weren't very serious he's coming off high school musical like yeah like directly off of high school musical so i don't think it's that yeah no i i'm kind of i i I have a bone to pick with this person yeah richard probes that makes zero sense at all whatsoever i mean he's a critic on rotten tomatoes never invited on the pod i said it he (laughs) yeah richard yeah get out of here uh yeah richie p yeah richie p (laughs) uh linda linda cook said this isn't the first quote-unquote body swap movie ever made two and a half stars yeah linda we know no that's like yeah like freaky friday yeah yeah like what's your like what's your point that that doesn't really just because it's it, it is a body swap like people People make action movies all the time. No one says, yes. this isn't the first action movie ever made. Yeah, no one's... Yeah. No one's ever said that. That's There's, like... That's a bizarre comment to make. Yeah, by the way, uh, if everyone doesn't know this, this isn't the first body swap movie ever made. So, why would you make it? It's like, make more... Hey, fucking make more body yeah. swap movies. Honestly. I enjoy them. I'm having a good time with a good body Most of them movie. do really well. 64 million in the box exactly at the bo uh yeah linda cook uh get linda cooked oh fire (laughs) all right and then peter canavese hey hey peter canavese how about you have a canavese nuts (laughs) anyway okay i'm gonna go back God, I did not pick. I did not pick that review for that joke. I swear, uh, that okay. was that was really bad. Okay, but okay. Peter Canavy said it's a strange movie indeed that is all about a thirty-seven-year-old heterosexual male and yet isn't likely to appeal to any thirty-seven-year-old heterosexual male. <laughs> One point five stars. <laughs> he has a point. Yeah. So obviously, this movie is pretty polarizing. Um, but I say let's jump right into it all right let's get into it now that we've covered the plot of the movie it's time to give the play-by-play and our honest review of 17 again so let's fucking go let's go into it all right let me take you back it's 1989 michael o'donnell aka zach efron Mm -hmm. was the star of the high school basketball team with a college scout in the bleachers ready to watch his championship game and a scholarship guaranteed for him if he plays well. Just as the game is about to start, he sees his girlfriend Scarlet by the bleachers. He blows her a kiss, then goes to goes to her when she looks very troubled. 
she tries to pretend like everything is fine, but finally she tells him she's pregnant. The game starts, but he can't think of anything but Scarlet. And when he sees her leaving, he tosses the ball away and walks away from the game and the scholarship to marry her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, great start to the movie. Yeah. In the, the beginning, Zach is warming up um, in the gym before like team photos or whatever. And he's just fucking making it rain, dude. dude. He is like slapping net. Like the net is popping from every single fucking shot he's taking. He's not missing. Um, and one thing I can appreciate about this movie, no matter what, I can appreciate the fact that they got an actor that can actually play the sport that they're playing. Cause we see too many sports movies where it's like, this guy's good at acting and he's attractive, but he can't play football. Let's just make him fucking quarterback. Yeah, always. Yeah. And it happens all the time. But this movie's up there with like like Mike where Bow Wow fucking knew how to actually play basketball yeah. kind of. Yeah. Longest yard where Adam Sandler could throw a football. Yeah. It's like Adam Sandler's actually athletic. It's up there where it's like they chose a main character that could play the sport that they're playing it. And I really appreciate that because fucking Zach, he balls, bro. He hoops. It was a it was a cool thing to, to <laughs> when in researching this movie that he is known for doing his own stunts like that's how it's marketed as he's doing his own stunts aka I know how to dribble made a layup <laughs> I, yeah I dunk ba- ba- basketball <laughs> yeah doing layup lines um they take the picture mm-hmm. the the basketball photo yeah and it's you are immediately thrust into the 1989 championship game. Yeah. Where he's like so cool. Zach Efron is just oh, so gosh. cool that he just hops in. Are we talking about the dance, dude? Yeah. It's just like a little too much. They're playing what? Fucking Bust a Move by Young MC, which like great, Good great song. song. Great song. Kind of like a cliched song at this point, but still. Yeah. A good song. I assume they were actually playing that kind of song at that time. Cheerleaders, they're, they're killing it. Zac Efron jumps in. I think they do this because he was obviously in High School Musical before. So they had to show a glimpse of like, oh, remember? He can dance, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but imagine being on the other team and you're about to play this team. And, That's what I was and thinking, a, a member of their basketball team just starts dancing with all the girls and like rips off his, like, <laughs> his sweatpants. Yeah. I would be like, we're going to slaughter this no, team. No, they're done now. Like, they're done. Yeah. Target on their head now. And if I'm a teammate of Zac Efron's, I'm sitting there going, yo, what the fuck is he doing? Seriously. Are it's you like, the captain of the team? I didn't know. I look back, and supposedly this is like the championship. Yes. And he's dancing. Yes. I'd be like, guys, we're, fu- we're losing. Dude. We're the, losing this game. The amount of shit the coach just lets him get away with in the middle, like right before the game starts. I, oh my gosh, dude. Like his coach has to be so pissed. And then a scout is there too. Yeah. From Syracuse. Dude, I didn't even think... That's actually... Because, like, imagine... <laughs> imagine your future. Like, you could get free school. A free university. Yeah. And you're, like, gonna go in there and show off your basketball skills? Uh-huh. <laughs> and instead, you're like, no, watch this. Bust a milf. Immediately, like, if I'm the scout, I'm like, No. No, that's not. I'm not actually going to leave right And then now. you're going to go talk to your girlfriend, too, on the side? Unbelievable. And then he's just, like, going to go talk to her? And then his coach sitting there going, Mike, where are you at? Come on, buddy. <laughs> and he's just like, hold on one, one second, coach. And he's not even having, like, a 
at that point when he's telling his coach like hey hold on he's not even having a serious conversation with his girlfriend no he's he's literally just like he's like oh my gosh it's so good to see you here the scouts here i'm just like having like not like a great time i'm really nervous for the basketball game as you can tell i'm dancing with all the cheerleaders i'm doing a dance routine with the cheerleaders i'm obviously so nervous (laughs) with the scout being here from syracuse (laughs) so has a conversation with his girlfriend who he like calls that's a whole nother basically he like looks at then he goes wait who is that stone cold killer over there something like that he goes, he goes oh wait that's my girlfriend yeah <laughs> <laughs> just jogs over there Ugh. and uh has this conversation with her and she understandably is very kind of like messed up from yeah. learning some news it's not really told to you what she says, but you kind of understand mm-hmm. that she's pregnant. Yeah, which I, I, I did have something to say about that part where they they show it. This is like one of the parts of the movie where I was like, this might be a really fucking good movie. But he like walks off. The, like the music immediately changes. Uh, the score changes. The lighting changes. And he's just kind of like walking, like stumbling around. You can kind of like see him like getting all panicky. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this part's really good. Dude, I, that's the one thing I really enjoy is like any one of uh, – if you're a high school student, that's exactly how you would have reacted. Oh, yeah, like, 100%. You wouldn't even – the moment that said to you, you're probably not like, can't wait to play some basketball. Like you're yeah. probably just like, where am – who yeah, am I? like literally like life is basically – basketball is basically over for me. Like this is yeah. this is done. And then he just – He's sitting there and he's like dribbling the ball and they're like, "Come on, Mike, what are you doing?" And then he tosses the ball behind him and then just lets the other team grab it and then score. Like maybe toss it, maybe pass it to another teammate. Just, yeah. Instead of just fucking your team over, <laughs> the last thing you do is, "Hey, by the way, I'm going to leave this game. Also, I'm just going to help the other team. I'm going to like, I'm, I'm, I'm helping y'all lose." <laughs> I'm basically, I'm basically, I'm. On the other team right now. I'm basically on the other team. I'm a fan. He, he doesn't. He literally doesn't. He goes back into the tunnel and then like tells her like, "Hey, like we're in this together." And then runs back in and puts on the jersey of the other team and starts playing for them. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he just jogs back out. Yo, sorry. Yeah, I had to deal with that. Um, <laughs> just it's time to win a fucking ball game. <laughs> Yo, scholarship just, money, baby. Just destroys them. <laughs> Coach is like, what the fuck's going on? Gets signed by fucking Nike right then and there. Goes to fucking Syracuse. This is so I understand. It's a very like he does leave and goes to the tunnel, sees um, Scarlet out there, and it is like a very cute. I even say like it's a sweet moment. Yeah, and it's it's sweet. But one thing immediately, I was like, oh, so why didn't you just? play the game take the scholarship and then you guys get married i was thinking the, i watched it again today yeah and i was like wait this isn't like having a child isn't the end of your college career no like, we see it a lot in college sports where it's like a fucking sophomore will have like play a crazy game and he's like yo shout out to like my child that's like five yeah. years old yeah. and you're like oh shit yeah that happens like all the time like all the time and so it's just like, why did you have to literally give that up? Like, also, college for free. It's not like it's, like, taking money out of your – you know what I mean? It's yeah. one thing if you're paying for college and a child. I would see that. 
Yeah. But like, basically, like, yeah, no, just not gonna, not even gonna think about it anymore. Just walking off. Then again, I don't know. That's a lot to think about in one. Also, why? Okay. Okay. So Syracuse scout is there. Yeah. Um, Zach Efron, he's like five nine. Um, he definitely can't dunk. We see that. At no point in the movie does he dunk. At no point does he get up there close to dunking. Does he have handles? Does he have a good shot? Yeah. Uh, maybe like D2 worthy, but say, okay, I'll give him this. Say Syracuse actually does want to offer him. He's not getting a full ride. He's five foot nine. Can't dunk. No. Not very fast. You can just tell he's just, he just has handles and is good at shooting, which is every other fucking guy you see in high school basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, he probably just wouldn't play. So he's probably not going to do much after that. It's not like he's going to the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, you know, free college. Free college. Free college, but also it's not like he was going to. Yeah, I don't think he was going to succeed. But for the sake of the movie, say we'll say that, yeah. hey, he was on the way to the NBA. He was actually six foot two. Dude, he was And like... he could yam it. Dude, I love when Zach Efron, the seven foot one giant out there, just hawking up threes. <laughs> so twenty years later, Mike's life is a mess. Uh, Scarlett has separated from him, forcing him to move in with his high school best friend Ned Gold, now a geeky millionaire software developer. And his kids Maggie and Alex are distant and want nothing to do with him. At his job, his boss passes him up for a promotion in favor of a woman the boss likes, and Mike explodes at the boss and is fired. Uh, he stops by his old high school on the way home, sees his 1989 team photo uh, in the showcase, and reminisces about the life he threw away. Then he encounters a mysterious janitor who asks him if he really wishes he was a teenager back in high school again, and he does. On the way home, he sees the janitor, apparently ready to jump from a bridge, and he tries to stop him. But the janitor suddenly disappears, and Mike falls in the river himself, where he's magically transformed back to age 17. I mean, just that um, the moment it goes from that tunnel scene between Scarlett and Michael, you are immediately cut into, you see Michael, a divorced man, mm-hmm. and it's played by Chandler Bing. Yep. Now, the first thing I thought was, boy, did that guy did not age well. Like, you're Zach Efron. I, I felt like I think that they did nail it in the fact that it was like, oh, holy shit. When you first saw uh, Matthew Perry, you're like, oh, damn, he didn't age well. Yeah. But it doesn't. We'll see later that it doesn't really help his case when he turns from Zach Efron back to Matthew Perry. And yeah. you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Because Zach Efron's like, at the time, was like the 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 guy to look like. Yeah. And just Matthew Perry was he very funny, always like cool, never really like, especially at like uh, thirty seven. Is he in this? Like he's in, he's never been like Something admired like that, as like man. a Zac Efron type. Yeah, looker. no, like even back when he was in Friends, like he was just like the funny guy. Yeah, and also, not I'm not just trying to like crush him here, but he just looks nothing like. Zach Efron. Yeah, I think I I forgot I haven't looked it up yet, but I'm pretty sure that Matthew Perry has like well over a few inches on Zach Efron. Oh, oh yeah, like big time. Yeah, dick size. I yeah. wasn't talking about. Yeah. Uh... 
Dicksize.com? Dicksize.com, I actually found it on Dicksize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, so we're, <laughs> then we're, he walks downstairs and his friend oh. Ned, the, oh. the nerd from the beginning, played by Thomas Lennon. My man. Dude, and my God. I mean, this is, he is one of the best parts of this movie. I, I, I can't get enough of him. Every time he's on screen, there's like a, he's never not funny. Like he's always funny. Literally. He's immediately sitting down there in like elf ears eating cereal. Mm-hmm. And he's just shooting the shit with, with Mikey. Yep. And Michael's like, my life is over. My kids hate me. I don't have a wife anymore. And he's like, yeah, no, I like talk elf. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like eating cereal right now. Like this is my life. <laughs> oh gosh. No, I did dude that. Yeah. He was, he was a great addition to this movie. Yeah. I would, I would argue that like Zach Efron and the Thomas Lennon, that whole, that whole actual we'll get into that. Cause we haven't seen, we haven't met Zach Efron isn't back in this movie yet. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so they're, you know, they're at breakfast and they're talking about how Mike is supposed to get that promotion. Yes. And he's like, I'm getting the promotion. Yeah, he's I'm excited. getting. And they go and they're like, we're in the like the conference room for his office for his job. Yeah. And they're giving the promotion in front of everybody. That's so messed up. Which, when I was a kid, when I watched this movie, I was like, oh yeah, give promotion in front yeah. of everybody. That's how that works. Uh, now that I'm an adult and I've had big boy job, uh, you don't give promotions in front of everybody, and you and you also don't just like hand them out like a surprise. Like you usually confirm if that's okay. You offer it; they have to accept it. Yeah, like a whole process. Yeah. And in this one, it's just like, all right, you're promoted. You're now a promotion. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's literally like, I've been here for 16 years. She's been here for two months. How you oh. don't promote people that have been in a job for two months. No. If it's something that big too, which it seems pretty, I'm not even sure what it is, but it seems like it's a pretty big job. I mean, yeah. And also it's like, it's just weird. Like you've been at the same place for 16 years and you've never been promoted. Why? That, that was also one of the things that I was like, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Like, I've been here for 16 years. Yeah. You've been here for 16 years. That's the point. You've been doing the same job for 16 years. Yeah. If it didn't happen before, probably not going to happen now. I mean, we give people promotions in two months. Yeah. What uh, did you think? Get fucked, Matthew Perry. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. Just kidding. No, actually, I do. I do. I, I agree with that. I agree with that part. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, but then he, like, gets fired. And one of, like, the funniest parts when I realize, like, this movie is going to be funny as shit is when all the girls are, like, rushing <laughs> yeah. into the elevator. Yeah. And they're like, Wendy, you did it and they're like wendy 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 and then it just like pans over and he's just sitting there with his box packed full of all of his like all high of school his, basketball trophies yeah and he's just sitting there after getting fired and they're all like chanting wendy and they're like we're going to tgi fridays and i was like oh that's pretty funny that's funny i'll say this too was that was was that like a an advertisement for TGI Fridays, or was that a non-advertisement for TGI Fridays? I think that, that might might have been a product placement, because I'm not sure. Maybe 2009 TGI Fridays was like, yo, dude, Sorry. we're going to TGI Fridays. We do this shit for fun. <laughs> I don't know anyone that goes to TGI Fridays for fun, and if you do... More power to you. More power to you. Frankly, I, I'm All more the of power a Chili's to guy. You. More of a Chili's guy. Mike walks into the school, and he's like picking them up, and he's looking at his old high school basketball team photo... Uh, and janitor walks up 
and and he's like, I remember you. Uh, you're the guy that didn't live up to his full potential. And it's like, okay, that's like most of the people from high school, but okay. Uh, and he <laughs> says, he says, eventually all of you come back at some point. So like, does he send a lot of people back in time? Like, what if this is just like a large scale, like shared experience between like multiple people? That's, I was wondering, cause like, if this is a common thing that happens, why doesn't everyone fucking know about this janitor? We, we yeah. don't know if this is a common thing that happens, but it seems as if this janitor likes to send people back in time. So if, if eventually all of you come back at some point, does every single Hayden high school basketball player just get <sighs> fucking sent back in time and then no one's talking about it? Cause if so, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe it's just a bunch of, like, NBA players, like, the best of the best. They're like, yeah, I got divorced. Now I'm back here. I'm going to just make sure I'm, like, really, like, just rich now. <laughs> so it's like everyone you've ever known that plays basketball. 75% of the NBA basketball players are from Hayden High School. Like, they talk. It's like an inter- it's like a rumor in NBA locker rooms. Like, oh, you know the janitor? You know the janitor? <laughs> everyone thinks it's like a steroid plug. It's like, <laughs> no. No, you just go back in time and play He made me high feel young basketball. again. <laughs> <laughs> made me feel like I was in my prime again. Yeah, but then, oh, uh, God, his fucking... And then, like, his daughter and her friends walk up, and then yeah, he just disappears. Yeah, just gone. Gone. Also, janitor played by Bill Murray's brother. Sighting. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So he walks into – or they, they head home. He's dropping yeah. his kids off back home. He walks into the backyard, and his wife, uh, played by Leslie Mann, is tossing all of his stuff in a wood chipper. Um. And they're not – and their divorce isn't even final yet. Yeah. She's taking all of his belongings and just tossing it, like destroying like all like very valuable stuff, like a whole like bag and all this shit. Yeah. And I've never been through a divorce before. Right. Uh, thankfully. But I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah, no, that's massively illegal. Also, the, it wasn't even – it was kind of like, hey, that's my stuff. And then yeah. it was immediately like – No reaction. Like yeah. literally just like, hey, that's my stuff. Yeah, but also, why a wood chipper? You know, that just seems like very convenient, especially because she gets into the fact that she's redoing the backyard. Yeah. So a wood chipper will just shoot all that stuff into, into the, backyard. the backyard. Yeah. So really, just like throw it in a trash bag and. Yeah, that yeah. makes, I guess, for like dramatic effects. Tough watch, and then you know they proceed to talk about how much of a shithead he was. Back in the day, mm-hmm. how he never finished anything he started in the backyard. Yeah. How there was a barbecue pit. Look at that. It's like half built. Sad. Pathetic. Pathetic. The hammock wasn't even hung up. Really, if you're gonna if you're gonna harp on that, by the way, you should just hang it. Up. It's a hammock. It's, it's a hammock. It's literally, it's literally a cl- whoop. Yep. Just like that. Mm-hmm. So both. I mean, both parties are validly upset about this. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments. Um, because I actually have a story with this. Mm. Um, her friend pulls up Naomi, Naomi, who I've watched this movie with two divorced men before. Okay. Like not in separate viewings, obviously. Okay. Um, 
but they all they both said the same thing. It's like, yeah, when you get divorced, there's always that one person that mm. like is gonna like try to be like a guru for your wife. Yeah, your ex wife. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that was like that like really for the review that says this isn't catered towards thirty seven year old men. Yeah, like that apparently like that like cues them in because they're like, oh yeah, that's like happened yeah. with me and Brenda. It's yeah. Like, oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Naomi, that character is so funny to me. Yeah, she's like, she walks up and she said, and she's basically telling uh, Leslie Mann or uh, Scarlet, she's telling Scarlet that she'd do fine. She's like, yeah, you'll do fine in the in the in the dating market uh, because she has a quote, she has a butt of a twelve year old boy. What a fucking wild thing to say. I yeah, what. Yeah. They're fucking excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't I don't even want it. I'm not even going to get super into that, but just if you're watching, listening to this, yeah. just think if anyone ever said, "Hey, <laughs> to you directly. Yeah. Hey. You're going to kill it out there, Tiger. You've literally <laughs> got the ass of a 12-year-old child." Would you beat them up? Yeah. Or no? <laughs> On site. Leave it down in the comes. <laughs> you have a 12-year-old boy's butt. Couldn't even... Uh, really? Oh, fuck yeah. Look <laughs> at, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Shit. Look at you go. Yeah, that's a, you definitely have that. Dude, bro. Oh, my God, bro. Look at her. Dude, she definitely has the ass of a 12-year-old child. <laughs> Yo, you good? Yeah. <laughs> Is everything all right over there? Are you... Are you good? Yo. <laughs> Nah, dude, I was just telling you, like, I mean, like, that, like, she has a 12-year-old boy's, like, buttocks right now. Like, I'm just, like, pent up about it. Dude, last night was crazy, bro. We went back to her place. Dude, rocking body. You'll never believe this. Ass of a 12-year-old child. <laughs> yo. Yo. Hold on. <laughs> wait. That was awful. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> wait. Excuse me? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's a I think that's a 911 call. That it might that's be an immediate 911 call for me. So yeah, it uh it apparently starts raining out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Starts just pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And uh Matthew Perry on the bridge driving around just kind of like cursing himself out. And in the middle of the bridge, there's the janitor, the guy who's like, "Oh y'all will come back at some point." Mm-hmm. And he he's looking like he's about to just jump off this bridge. Yeah. So Matthew Perry being the good guy that he is, he's like, no, not on my watch. And he runs and he runs to save this man. He jumps the guy, the janitor, and he looks down. He sees a whirlpool. And in this whirlpool, he sees his 17 year old self doing this for video only. I was thinking about this when he was looking down at the whirlpool. They could have just shown the whirlpool. Really, they could have. Yeah. And they just showed like a very – it was – it didn't look great. <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't look great. And it also looked like – it was like very projection-y. Projection anemone. Yeah, projection Yeah. And a sea The Um, But yeah, he falls in. Yeah. Falls into this whirlpool and – I don't know about you, but like the first time I watched that, I was like, "Oh, he's dead. He died." Yeah. 
when it was nighttime when he was driving back. He gets back to Ned's, and now it's light outside so in the he, morning. Do you think he was just out there, like in the whirlpool? I d- like for a whole night. He, he didn't notice that he was seventeen when he gets because he gets back and he notices he notices himself in the mirror. Which is that? Oh no, I'm seventeen again, and. <laughs> I'm thinking, was he one either in the whirlpool for the whole night? Did, was he trying to get out of the river because he's covered in mud, which makes sense. And soot. Did was he trying to get out of the river the whole night, and then he had to drive back all the way to Ned's the whole night while doing that? Did he not know? Did he not notice that he was 17? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was like, for me, it, it would make sense if you're like, I've been in a whirlpool all night. Like, I've just been struggling in a whirlpool all night. Like, the entire night, you're just trying to not drown. Like, that's been your job for, like, oh, a whole, oh God. like, eight hours. Oh, man. <laughs> this is really tough for me. Yeah, this one sucks. <laughs> and he's, like, trying to, like, find a way to get on shore. I literally lost my job today. Yeah. It's just, he's just like, This dude, isn't even the worst thing that's happened I don't all think, day. I literally think if you're that tired, you're muddy, you've, like, had, like, possibly the worst day. like your stuff was thrown in a wood chipper earlier yeah i would 100 percent not be like checking my hands and shit to see if i was 17 i'd just be like okay let's get in this car that's true okay makes sense yeah 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 he like screams after realizing that he's 17 again and oh, ned here we runs in and they start like ned tries to kill him like they try to fight with literal uh <laughs> They fight with literal swords. They fight with literal swords. Uh, and Mike, like, straight escapes dying multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, death. Like, not just like, no. oh, they, he almost, like, beat him up. He almost knocked him out. He he tries – he almost stabs him. He's, like, three inches away from, like, stabbing him. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of played in the movie as, like, oh – yeah, this is kind of funny. They have, like, whimsical music going in the back. It's like, no, this is like a fight to the death right now. Yeah. Imagine you just died and the movie ended. Tough way to go. You've just been whirlpooled and then you get this. 17 again <laughs> is about a 37-year-old man. Short film. That It's a short film. That 37-year-old man, he, like, goes back to his high school. And then it, it, some guy turns him back to 17 and he gets killed. <laughs> And no, one, and no one knows where the 37 version of him is. <laughs> he just so goes missing. It's just like this dead 17-year-old that no one recognizes. <laughs> so it's like an unsolved murder case for years. Oh, God. So like uh, everyone's like, yo, where did Chandler Bing go? It's like, I don't know. We just haven't seen him. We literally just haven't seen him. He kind of sucked. There's like no footage of him falling into the whirlpool. It's on a bridge. Yeah, he took us for ice cream and uh, then he disappeared he dissed so. naomi and then and then uncle ned found like like killed a, a kid in his house <laughs> bad <laughs> bad couple days for uncle ned <laughs> um how does ned not recognize immediately that that's because he grew up with him how does he not recognize like off the rip hey that's the 17 year old i've seen that face before yeah it, it's almost like the movie's telling you, like, yeah, no, Chandler Bing and uh, Zac Efron aren't the same. They just do not look the same at all. Yeah. And so, you know, he pulls up, in a, like, in the death blow between Ned and uh, and Mr. Mike here, 
because Ned's like right over him with like a like a picture. It's like I'm gonna take you out right now. Yeah, the picture is of him at at 17 and of uh, Mike at 17. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, and he drops the photo on his face and, and he knocks him out. Yeah, with a photo. With a photo. Okay, yep. so after he convinces Ned who he really is, Mike decides he's been given the chance to live his life over again, but to do it right, quote-unquote, to win the basketball scholarship and go to college. With Ned posing as his father, he re-enrolls in high school under the name Mark Gold, living with Ned in his mansion full of high-tech toys. But as he starts to fit into school life, he realizes his daughter is dating the, st- the sadistic basketball captain Stan who only wants sex from her. And that Stan is also bullying and tormenting his son. Gradually, Mark realizes that the real reason he's been given another chance at life, uh, at this life, is to help his children and try to win back Scarlet's love. He befriends Alex and discovers that his son has real talent in basketball and can hit three-point shots effortlessly. He works with Alex to sharpen the rest of of his game so he can win a place on the team and win the girl of his dreams as alex and mark practice shooting baskets together every day at alex's house scarlet is amazed of how much her son's new friend looks like her ex-husband did in 1989 mm-hmm. so maybe one of my favorite scenes is when they're sitting together icing um, each other down here with like peas and, and like cold packs because they just beat the ever living shit out of each yep. other. Um, in that moment, Ned has brought out probably, I would say, close to around 200 different pieces of uh, books trying to explain this. Of literature. Of literature. Of literature. Of course. That's Genovian for those who don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is Genovian. <laughs> Um, call back call back whoops <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um really funny scene mm-hmm. really enjoyed it really enjoyed their dichotomy because i was worried once zach efron and the older version of ned were introduced to each other that it would be kind of like this is a kid talking pretending to be someone yeah like yeah but zach efron he plays he plays a uh a 37-year-old in a 17-year-old's body. Very well. Amazing. I think, yeah, I think he does it very well. I mean, Zach Efron, we all know. Amazing actor. Yeah. But, uh, like, Ned brings up spirit guide transformation magic. Uh, <laughs> we all know that. Yeah, we all know that. The classic. One. The classic one. And basically, they established that <clears throat> he was transformed by a spirit guide, the janitor, to send him back, uh... Or to, to send him back, basically back to like along his path. The path is high school basketball. But yeah, I like how um, self-aware it is when they're talking about like why would someone come out of the sky, go push you into a whirlpool for you to just like play basketball again? Doesn't yeah. really make any sense. And you know that's maybe my favorite parts of this movie is just like when it can laugh at itself a bit. And I think mm-hmm. they do that quite a few times mm-hmm. going forward. But yeah, 100%. And they go back to Hayden High School to enroll him in school. And <laughs> Mark is like, I need to dress up as a teenager. So he wears uh, the Ed Hardy getup with a sideways fucking hat, <laughs> which is pretty funny. I saw that and yeah. I was like, that is hilarious. No, that was in like the crazy amount of like necklaces and stuff that he was wearing. Everything was blinged out. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. 
No, I mean, if you're 37 years, it's like if if my dad looked up what was trending right now mm-hmm. and was like, oh, e-boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, sorry, dad. And then he would like, like, you know, dress like an e-boy. Yeah. And we'd all be like, that's only like a very niche thing. Yeah. You know? They walk, uh, you know, into the principal's office. Right. Uh, and we're introduced to Principal Masterson. Here we go. Played by Melora Hardin. Yes. Uh, yeah. Some may recognize her as Jan from The Office. Uh-huh. Um, killer performance from her. Dude. I'll say it. Oh, boy. She is so attractive in this. Wow. I, what, 11 or 12? Yeah. When I first watched this movie, and even as an 11 or 12-year-old, possibly pre-pub- probably prepubescent at this point, yeah, um, I was still like, whoa, Jesus, okay. Yeah, no, she's a very attractive woman. Yes. She was. For me, it's always been like, that's Jan from The Office. She like made out with Steve Carell. Dude, for me, I'm like, yo, that's Principal Masterson. <laughs> but yeah, this is where we're introduced to... <laughs> Principal, Principal Masterson. Masterson, yeah, and like Ned freaks out, and he's like, "Oh my god, she's so attractive." Same, and <laughs> they shake hands for a really long time. Yeah, and oh, he, he's like, and he's like, "I think her hands just made a baby." That's the funniest thing to say. As a as a little child, seeing that, I remember thinking that was so funny. I, and that, watching it again, yeah, recently, I was like, "Dude, that is so funny." I paused it and laughed. I paused the movie and laughed at that. Pausing a movie and laughing? Yeah, it's just because I couldn't st- – I, I literally couldn't help myself from, like, being just, like – I was on the verge of, like, <laughs> losing control of my body to this <laughs> fucking joke. <laughs> it's not even, like – it's not even oh, presented gosh. that well. And it, she's, like – she tells them, yeah, you – we'd love to have you. Hayden High School would love to have you. You're enrolled in the school. And he, Ned raises his hand. And she's like, yes, Mr. Gold, do you have a question? And he goes, your hair is pretty. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, like okay. And, and, <laughs> and, and he, says, he says, would the lady mind if I smelled it? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Fucking Thomas Lennon, man. Dude, murders it. Dude, the entire time. absolutely murders it. <laughs> so, And then <laughs> Zac Efron pulls him out, and he's like, dude, no, like you can't. It's like pissed out there. You hear the door's closed. You hear, dude, I was about to like close. And then he just peeks around the corner. He's in the window. And he's literally just sitting there just like staring at it. Yeah. Was, it's too good. Oh, gosh. It's too good. Oh, fucking amazing. But he's immediately in. He's immediately enrolled yep. into high school. He goes upstairs and he's like walking around and everyone like looks at him and is like, what's going on with this like fit right now? Yeah. Like you kind of look like. A bedazzled asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, figured that out, and then Ned throws out maybe one of the, like my favorite like movie trope things ever, where he like hits you with the breaks out the credit card. He's like, "We're going shopping," <laughs> <laughs> and then like Zac Efron's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm Zac. Ef- I'm Zac Efron. Yeah, like I if I dress remotely okay, I'm." Fucking I'm, Zac Zac, I'm fucking Zac Efron. I'm going to show up to school with a, in an $80,000 Audi. Yeah. Which po- possibly costs more. Um, At this point. He just shows up to, the, with, to high school with an $80,000 Audi. Yeah. Comes in, 
fucking with the, like the most classic fit of all time. Uh huh. The leather, leather jacket, jacket, the white shirt, white black t-shirt, and he has like the the glasses and everything. Aviators. Uh huh. They do this weird thing though, where they like show him getting out of the car tw- twice. Like the editor, like yeah. shows that, and this then it becomes a trend. <laughs> They show the same thing. It's almost Twice. like a GIF. Yeah. Where they just like will have it replay. Like the same. Yeah. But only zoomed in a little bit. Zoomed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if that was a thing back in, back in the day. Uh, I Maybe feel like that's just such a burr thing to do. Such a, <laughs> that's just a burger steers thing that's to such do, a, man. Oh, burger. Burger steers. Come on. Oh, gosh. And there's like he, he goes into class and his, his like wife calls him while he's in class and they're having like some kind of divorce meeting yeah um and she doesn't even notice that his voice has like drastically changed yeah i i also was kind of like that's a little unrealistic yeah yeah she's like she's like where are you at he's like um um i'm what i'm in fucking what uh he said peru i'm in peru with the incas (laughs) he's in peru i'm in peru with the incas I'm trying to figure out Rogaine. And then a girl walks up. And <laughs> this you, is amazing. A girl walks up and she goes, would you date a 10th grader? <laughs> and you can, they can hear it on the phone. And she <laughs> goes, oh, what? And he goes, oh, no, I want the kids. And then she goes, oh, okay. And that's like the end of the conversation. Yeah. And you got to put yourself there, right? Like the interaction between him and his kids is really funny. Like when he first sees um, Maggie. Mm-hmm. And is waving at his daughter. Her daughter, his daughter's like, dude, like, why is this kid like fucking waving at me? Yeah. Um, and the, the just he plays into the like awkward, doesn't really know social cues of modern time in that moment. Yes. And yeah, they do. Yeah, from here on out, they really do a great job with that. Like, fantastic work from Mister Burr, Mister Efron. And the rest of the cast and, and crew. The rest, the rest of the cr- the rest of the cast. cast crew. The rest of cast and crew. I, so he goes to gym class. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Zach Efron's making like basic layups in gym class. And Jim Gaffigan, the coach, still the coach at this time. <laughs> yes. Uh, notices him and pulls him aside and goes, "You've got hops, kid." Uh, <laughs> He was just like making you, you see it. It's not even like it's not even like wildly impressive. He is making like basic layups, making it look like he knows how to play basketball. Yeah. Like wasn't like he was getting that high up there. Yeah. Uh and then the coach says, "Hey, so we're looking for a point guard." <laughs> you don't have a point guard already? Like what have you been doing? That's step 1. <laughs> Start a basketball team. Point guard. Make sure you have a point guard. The guy that controls the ball hey. every time. <laughs> I'm starting a basketball team. Yeah. Uh, and we are uh, – don't have many players. We no. actually just have one player. Good thing he's a power forward. <laughs> Hell, yeah. You've got yourself a team right there. We're done. We're done. We're no, good to go. No reason to even go any further. I think we just stack our team full of fucking power forwards. <laughs> What it's like if I shot a basket and made it, and someone came up to me and was like, "Holy shit, you could go like pros!" Like, yeah, I just made the one shot. Like, I got you saw like my one shot I made like all day. Being out on a football field <laughs> and just like 
running warm-ups. Yeah. Running warm-ups and then some, you're the coach walking up to you and being like, hey, by the way, we're looking for a quarterback. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> I haven't even thrown a football in front of you yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're just running. I'm just running around. I haven't passed the ball to anybody. No. I've dribbled twice. I, I sometimes put it between my legs I so far. put it between my legs a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a mess. But from there, right, he finds his son in the bathroom taped to a toilet. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, oh, my gosh, my son's not popular. Yeah. And he's like, who did this to you? Stan? Who's Stan? Your sister's boyfriend? So he's learning a lot. Learning a lot. Tough time for him. So it gets him out of that taped situation, a taped asshole situation, which we've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there. Oh, it's the worst. I hated that in high school. (laughs) When they just taped me to shit. (laughs) When they taped my shit. Dude, imagine just like a bully running around just like has duct tape on him. You're like, what's going on? He's like, we're taping you. Am I getting a swirly right now? No, 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 no. (laughs) We're pulling down your pants, and and then we're taping you. You Idiot. Hope Hope someone finds you in here. Hope hope your uh, prepubescent dad doesn't find you in here. (laughs) Mike, Mark, who cares? (laughs) So, finds his son in there, tapes him off, takes him off his tape, gets into the, uh, go to the lunchroom, sitting down, shooting the shit with him. And his son's like, yo, that's the prettiest girl ever over there. The cheerleader captain. And Mark's like, oh, yeah. We're going to make that happen for you. And he sees Stan walk in. Now, Stan is introduced as like this. Mm-hmm. Like He literally looks like he has killed five people in his day. 100%. Yeah, no. Like, he, he looks like I can't explain this without saying it. He looks like an Eminem fan. That really got into spray painting. I can't oh, that's, explain. That's accurate though. I can't that explain is accurate, it. Though he just he looks like someone that like lose yourself is up there as number one on his like, <laughs> Spotify Wrapped every like year. Fucking, he has like a tattoo on his neck too. Yeah, it's he's a like wild thing to have. So he starts like absolutely stand absolutely making out with Maggie, aka Mark's daughter, mm-hmm. and. Then, you know, like, Mark's like, dude, I'm going to stare at him like a, like I'm his, that's my daughter. Yeah. Like, you're making out with my daughter in front of my uh-huh. face? Like, I'm going to look you in the eye. And so he does that, comes over, starts kind of beating the crap out of uh, Alex, his son, yeah. in front of him. So Mark then stands up and makes a fool. And it just, and Mark just roasts the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. And maybe he the murders cool, him. Like, the coolest roast scene ever. Yes. Because he like stands up, he stands up to Stan, and Stan's like, "What are you gonna do about it?" He's like, and Zach like stands up and he goes, first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna call your dad." Yeah, and then everyone's like, "Uh, okay," <laughs> and but then Stan immediately instead of like pouncing on that opportunity to be like, "You fucking dork, you just said you're gonna call my dad," Stan actually gets pissed about it. Yeah, and just goes, "Oh yeah," and then throws the bottom. He goes, "Watch out." And throws the bottom, and Zach Efron catches it one hand. Arm extended, too. Which – Arm extended one hand. I'll be honest with you. I was like, what What happened? Is he like Peter Parker all of a sudden? Dude, very Spider-Man-esque. Totally. But still sick as fuck. Totally. Catches that yeah. shit. 
And he like starts talking about how Stan is like insecure as a bully. And everyone's like, oh, yo, shit. And he ends the thing where he's like spinning it. He's like spinning it, dribbling between his legs, throwing it behind his back, fucking rolling it on top of his head. Yeah, fucking like throwing that shit on his nose like a, like a fucking yeah. seal. And then he just goes, and he goes, Stan has a small wiener while spinning it on his pinky. <laughs> Masterpiece. It was, it. yeah. And it was like all backed by science that he like also says yes, earlier. dude. Really cool. Uh, easily like the best takedown and Stan to um, kind of like a, uh, to give Stan some cred here, doesn't punch him in the face. No. Yeah. In this moment, just kind of takes that and goes, all right. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. And which is crazy to me. Cause he's like, he's the bully. He's like taped people to <laughs> he's taping people. Sounds like very violent things. Yeah. And he's just going to be like, all right, you just call me small wiener boy. I guess I'll just take that. I guess I'll just go home and now. Well, son of a gun. You got me there. <laughs> I may yeah, be a what, bo- I, what do you think happened in between the cutscenes? <laughs> do you think he went, oh, man, and threw his arms down really hard? Just like Caillou? And just walked off? He just Caillou'd out of there? <laughs> he just Caillou. He says, seriously? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you're definitely going to get bullied after this one. <laughs> Or he's back at Ned's place, and he basically realizes, you know, the reason for this might not be basketball. It might be, you know, Alex and Maggie. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is, like, the first time we kind of have, like, a really good reason for this movie. I think that, like, that's actually kind of like a good reason. It's like, yeah. I'm not close to my children. Now I'm realizing that my children aren't, like, having either like, a good time in high school or they're not – I haven't – I haven't raised them well. Yeah. And I have an opportunity to firsthand change that. And I was like, that's a, okay. That's yeah. a good reason for this movie. Once he realizes this, um, he immediately goes to help um, his son, uh, Alex. Yep. With basketball. Because mm-hmm. kind of like any dad ever that I don't, for those who, sports dad yeah who had a dad that played sports they're gonna try to push you to play some sports yeah and alex is electric from the three-point he is he is splash curry clay thompson <laughs> everyone else is dog water to him and it's so funny because his son gets bullied but also at the same time bro his son can shoot the lights out the fucking gym bro. insane so they're shooting around playing games the ex-wife rolls up mm. With Naomi, Naomi. Yeah, his ex-wife starts touching all over his, like, young boy face, his young child face. And she's like, you look exactly like um, my husband, Mike. And he's like, yeah, my name's Mark. <coughs> and she's like, oh, okay. Mark starts helping Scarlet landscape her backyard because she hopes to start a landscaping business. He gains a new appreciation for her talents, but he frequently comes close to her or touches her in ways she considers inappropriate between an adult woman and a teenaged boy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's up. Um, he also comforts Maggie when Stan dumps her for refusing to put out. He tells her that someday she'll find a guy who treasures her the way she deserves. But he's horrified when he realizes Maggie's starting to think that guy is him. He tells her he can't get involved with her because he's already in love with someone else. Someone's secret. Mark 
or Mike walk in into class and Maggie and Stan are making out hardcore in class. And we see this a lot in the movie. We don't have to touch on this again. They make out so much in public in this movie. Uh, and her dad, Mark <laughs> or Mike, is just there to see it. But in Princess Diaries, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a makeout sesh, but it's not this egregious. Like every time Stan and Maggie are are absolutely macking, there it's like an aggressive makeout sesh. It's like like it's a full, it's almost like a full body tackle situation. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and it's intense. It's not cute. No. And the teacher, while they're in class, uh, teacher is basically like, hey. Our high school policy is to practice abstinence. Yeah. And Mike gives this whole spiel about, uh, yeah, I think we should all abstain from sex. What do you say? Who's with me? Fucking dork. At the same time, though, I thought if if that was me saying that, like, I thought the reaction of the classroom was like, this guy is so funny for just blaring that out they all do laugh at it yeah which i thought was kind of like everyone was like oh this guy's a joker this one this guy he's fucking funny look at him talk about his leather jacket but at the same time he's like it's more of like a psa for her for his daughter it is and then he goes into like this really like tear jerkingly like agonizing description about basically how much he loves his baby daughter Uh uh-huh when she was you know just a fragile newborn and the entire class just goes i'm just not having sex anymore yeah he gives okay if i was in class and the new kid stood up and was like when you look at your new baby girl and you look you've never seen anything more beautiful in your life you just know that the person that you love you're gonna have sex with the person that you love when you're married i would be like Yo, can we all collectively beat this guy up? Yo, like, what's the narc doing? <laughs> like, what's this guy doing? This guy's definitely, if we have a party, he's definitely going to call the police officer. Oh, such an ass about it. Like, I would be just like, dude, <laughs> listen, we get it. Like, preach your shit somewhere. I'd just be, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, listen, I, I just got to get through this class. We know what sex is. We yeah. We've been in this class for a long time. You just got here. And, Fuck uh, you for giving this fucking spiel about... <laughs> holding a child we're in high school i all we want to do is fucking party and and the craziest thing is it's so effective for the rest of the class to then throw they're handing out condoms in this scene yeah and the rest of the class just throws like they're like we're never having sex and we're gonna get rid of these condoms so basically mark's intention just comes off like he was just trying to impregnate the entire high school (laughs) and like none of them have condoms now so except for fucking stan who has he just becomes more and more grimy? Um, more for me. He goes more for us. Am I right? And they're making out like so hardcore again in the middle of class. Yeah, it's like, dude, so horny, just massively pent up. Yes, and then Mark tackles him, of and course. they fight. And this is kind of where Stan just fucking just takes it's him down, embarrasses him. Yeah, like four like four punches directly in the face. Yeah, and then just like fucking mess with him. He's like, "You like that?" He says something like that. Like, "You like that?" And yeah. they take a video of it, and like, then every, it's sent to everybody. It was Ned rolls up to the principal's office because obviously Mark just got in a fight. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get sent to the principal's office, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Um, rolls up in what I can only explain as like, uh, have you ever seen Magic Mike? I've seen clips of Magic Mike. 
I have also only seen clips of Magic Mike. Okay. <laughs> However, this man rolls up in basically assless chaps and uh, a cowboy hat, which I assume they like have to do a bit of that in Magic Mike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Yeah, probably. Like a, yeah. I would that's imagine. A, that's a Magic Mike'd out outfit, right? So yeah. he calls it peacocking, um, opens the door. She immediately recognizes it as peacocking. <laughs> In fact, it's the first thing she says. Yeah. She goes, are you peacocking? Are you peacocking? <laughs> it's like she's just, this has happened to her so many times. Her parents uh-huh. have just peacocked all over her. Yeah. She's like, dude, come on. You don't think it's my... No, her parents have peacocked all over her? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you think this is my first peacock radio, bro? No way. You better not be peacocking all over me. <laughs> you better not peacock all over me, I Seriously. swear. Seriously. So she's just like, dude, I, I've done this. I've here. done this. Oh, that part was so funny. I, I genuinely thought it was so funny. It's great. Uh, yeah, and then Scarlet, he is at the house again, oh, at, his, at his house. And Scarlet shows in the backyard. He's like, wow, this is going to be amazing, Scar. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, Scar? And she's like, only my husband calls, him that, calls me that. And he goes, what? That's crazy. Anyway, uh, I can help with the backyard. And she does the whole thing where she's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're trying to fuck me, right? <laughs> you're into that whole cougar thing. You're all into the moms you'd like to fuck, you know. And Which, she wasn't wrong. Yeah. Scarlet wasn't wrong. He is still, he's trying to fuck her. Yeah. He's also trying to keep his marriage with her. Yeah. But also at the same time, she, was, she wasn't wrong. Um, but he's like, no, I need like business experience. Which is a solid retort i mean it's the only thing you can go for at that point this this next scene basically just a montage of uh of mark helping his son uh with basketball turns out makes the basketball team good for him yeah and then scarlet says that she has a date and he's like oh shit yeah things were going well now taking a step back yeah oh fuck she has a date and, uh, you know, they're going dancing on the date. That's yeah, like the yeah, big yeah. thing. And uh, Mark walks into by far the most mom move of all time. The snake. The snake had a lot of feelings about what's about to happen. He starts playing their wedding song. Yeah. And she, they, like, what? She did not catch on to that at all whatsoever. I mean, it's a hard thing to catch on to. It is a very hard <laughs> thing to catch on to, but the, he walks over and she goes, Oh, weird song to play. Uh, this is actually the song that my husband and I uh, danced to in our wedding night. And he goes, Oh, what a coincidence. And he starts just like, like getting really close to her. He starts like walking up and it basically chest against shoulder, where he's just like, Ugh. Oh, let's dance. Here's the thing. For me, it was kind of like a, it was kind of sad. It just felt sad. Because <laughs> I was watching, I was like, first of all, both of y'all still like thinking about the other person. And I, I don't know. It, she gets picked up and spun around by him. That's yeah. where it was the part where I finally was like, Ooh, no, no, no. Yeah. It happened for like he's a long seven, Yeah, he's still 17 at this point. He did the eye thing right before you kiss, which is like, I, I don't know what's up with that in movies, but like every time you're about to go in for a kiss, you do like you do this. <laughs> it's like you look up and down her face. Up and down the face, scanning the face. 
Just to make sure it's all still working, I guess. <laughs> and like, Does she want to kiss me? Scanning, computing. And they almost lean in, and Alex is like, dude, that's my mom right now. <laughs> like, that's my mom that you're talking. You're holding my mom in the air. And then, and then Zach Efron delivered the line, and he goes, he goes, oh, super weird, right? And he goes, he goes, yeah. And he goes, she's like so old, like it's so weird. <laughs> and then she walks off. <laughs> Alex is sitting there like, bro. <laughs> Dude, but it's so funny because like no, even though like Alex said something, Alex still is just like, dude, my my one like my only friend is like so hitting on my mom and it's working. Yeah. And it's working obviously. Uh but I'm just not going to like, you know, do anything about it. No, I'm not going to be like pissed off at him. I'm just going to kind of just point it out and be like, dude, weird. Dude, my mom totally wants to fuck you. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, bro. Oh gosh. And then the guy shows up for the date and he goes, Carnations, what a douchebag. Yeah. Scarlet's like, that's not my kid that just insulted you, by the way. And he goes, Oh, that's fuck yeah, yeah, that is that's, weird. That's really a weird thing. <laughs> it's again, like just self aware as hell. So dude, so self aware. I dude, that yeah, this is the part in the movie where it like it basically it's just getting really good. Yeah, because then they go to a um they go to the bowling alley. Um, and at the bowling alley, this is like the coolest, like little like exchange I think between Alex and, um, um, Mark, his father, his father, when he's like, dude, I'm not sure if I'm going to like, we've all been here. This is like a moment as like, like if you were ever a teenage boy that had a crush on a girl that you thought was like crazy attractive, yeah, you were like, you were super nervous to go up. Yeah. No way. I'm going to go talk to this girl right now. And so like, they have like the classic, like. Why aren't you going to do it? Conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not now? You can do this. It's like this little. Mo- it's like it's it's cute. It's very endearing. Yeah. And so he goes up, starts talking to her, and he's just like flubbing it. Uh, and it's so funny, dude, because this is like this is why. Obviously, like Sterling Knight, he was in a lot of Disney movies. He's still like just a good actor. He's a yeah. char- He's a charming little guy, and he's talking to uh, genuinely very funny. He's talking to Nicole, and he's like, your hair looks like my dog's. And she goes, oh, that's uh, that's sweet. And he goes, yeah, she died. And, <laughs> and, and she's like, oh. And he goes, oh, like, so, oh, so sorry. And then he, like, puts his leg up, and his, his pants catch on fire. Which is, like, an insane situation. And she goes. Yeah. So you're, you're on fire. You're on fire. And he does the thing. He just said like the, the, the half smile. Just like, oh, really? <laughs> fucking killing this shit. Oh, really? And she's like, dude, I thought <laughs> the way his face looked, dude, Sterling Knight killed it in this part. Just like, oh, really? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm like, oh I shit, I'm I am. I'm, I'm really, I'm killing it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, I knew Mark was right about this. <laughs> and she goes, no, you're literally like, you're on fucking fire. Like, it just, it, it's not a necessary scene, but it's, like, necessary for that character. It's so necessary for that character. Yeah. So then it's, like, one of the funnier scenes where he goes up to talk to Maggie, and he's like, dude, Stan's, like, a fucked up person. Yeah. Like, you are dating someone who's sadistic. Now, mind you, Maggie's gotten into Georgetown. Fantastic school. Mm-hmm. She has given this dream up to... She has announced that she's going to go to the community college while Stan is on track as a managerial program in Home Depot. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. However, if you got a scholarship full ride to Georgetown, 
you're going to be able to fast track certain parts of your career earlier in your life, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and he's like, wait, hold on. What? And, and she goes, and she goes, he's my forever. <laughs> it's the cringiest delivery in the entire thing. How she puts it and how she says it. And she does like this little locket thing. She's like, he's my forever. <laughs> she looks like one of the who's of Whoville. Oh my gosh. Like it's tough. To so watch. accurate. Yeah, it's really a tough watch. And then he's like, dude, no, fuck you. I'm your dad. Shut up. Like, no, I, I, I will forbid you from doing this. Yeah. And she's like, you're not my dad. I, I don't have to take this. Runs out of there. Yeah. He's just like, all right, don't walk away from me. The basketball team wins a come from behind game with Mark doing a lot, but Alex makes a uh, the game winning three point shot. Meanwhile, Ned has been smitten with Jane, aka Miss Masterson, the high school principal. Since the first day, he went to her office um, to enroll his son, but his geeky attempts to impress her have done nothing but disgust her. Finally, in return for buying laptops for every single student at this school, she agrees to go to dinner with him on the same night that Mark has announced a party at his house to celebrate uh, winning the game. Mark tells only certain people to about the party, but kids text it everywhere, and the whole school shows up at his house. So obviously, Alex hits the game winner. Crazy. Nicole walks up, and she's like, hey. And she's like, she's like, oh my god, you did it. And Alex is like awkwardly like, yeah, you did the the cheering stuff. Congratulations <laughs> to you. And she goes, no, congratulations, congratulations to you. And they like awkwardly hug. Yeah. He's like, he's telling Mark like, oh God, I totally loved it. I should have just kissed her right there, which no, you probably shouldn't no have. Way. It was a basketball gym. I mean, fairly, your sister does it all the time. Maybe that's what he's picking up on. Yeah, like, maybe that makes sense. Uh, but they yeah. walk outside and he's like, and Mark's like, I'll give you another chance. And like the synopsis had said, Ned meets uh, Miss Masterson outside of the school. Yeah. And he's like, hey, if you go on a date with me, I'll buy everyone a laptop. So she says yes. Mark sees that and is like, dude, party at my place. I'll get you that kiss. I'll get you Just Nicole's awesome. lips, man. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to have a party at my place at my place let's do it <laughs> and then he's like everyone's like yeah let's go yeah. going on dates about to kiss the girl that you like he for some reason is walking around to the amphitheater of their school mm-hmm. uh and he sees maggie like crying bawling her eyes out and he's like what happened she's now, like you're here to tell me that you're right and she's like yeah he tried to take me behind the i don't know he, he, he tried to have sex with her and he was like yeah she was like no no, we're not gonna the do quad. This. Yeah, I tried to take me behind the quad. That's the quad, what I, was, I don't know. Which I don't is. even know. Yeah, what the hell? Is I don't. That? We, I never had a quad in high school. I don't know what that means. You know, he's basically just like comforting her, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, there's gonna be a day where one guy is gonna look at you, and the sun will rise with you, and moon will stop." And drove down the stairs with you. Here, I have the quote right here. Thank you. The sun rises with the sun rises and sets with you. That's what it is. Makes a lot more sense than the moon stops and goes away. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. The sun rises and sets with you. And she, yeah, she's all over it. Yeah, no. And frankly, this is a part I understand. So she gets, she starts to pick up. She's like, oh, 
my rebound can be Zac Efron right now. Mm-hmm. And so she immediately is like all about him and yep. like kind of lean. And then she's like trying to be subtle about it and then goes full blown. Like we're, we got a kiss right now. And he's like, okay, buddy, old pal, buckaroonie. <laughs> Nen Masterson on this date and uh, Nen Principal Masterson are on this date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like not really digging it because, you know, multiple dads have probably tried to take her on dates. Yeah. And she's like, he's just like some rich guy. And he's kind of acting like a douche with the whole wine swirling thing. And he goes, you know what? I'm sorry. I actually don't. I don't know how to do this. I, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Like I've, I, I don't know how to impress women. I don't know how to talk to women. Um, I've, you know, I've literally bought Gandalf the gray staff from, you know, the two towers. And she goes, that's actually really funny because he returns as Gandalf the white in the two towers. And they go, Oh shit. And then, Oh, it's on. And they start talking elvish to each other. And that scene is one of the most like shit yourself funny scenes in this entire thing because <laughs> they bring in a soundtrack that's straight out of the Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. you don't even get subtitles as to what they're saying. You just no. get like these amazing angles of just like her mouth talking Elvish like they do in yeah. the Lord of the Rings. It's so funny. It's such like a out of pocket, like left field situation. Cause you just think that this isn't going anywhere. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh damn, they're in love. Yep. Um, while this is occurring, while this amazing date is occurring, yes, Mark is throwing the party of all parties. The entire school has shown up to Ned's house. Ned's house, of course, being filled to the brim with nerdy objects, with you know lightsabers, life-sized Wookies, with you know beds made out of like their spaceships, and he's a nerd, like he he just said. Um, in this party, he sees his son. This must be, uh, I think this is a proud dad moment more than anything. Mm-hmm. So when you see your son with like a, I assume when you see your son with like an attractive girl who means well, and is a good, like nice person. Yeah. And he just goes, Hey dad, or he doesn't say, Hey dad, <laughs> but he goes, Hey man, I'm going to be outside. He kind of yeah. gives him like the, that's my boy. That's my boy. Hit him with the, that's my boy. That's my boy right there. So. He goes outside to find Maggie, who is talking about how she's she's talking to Stan. Stan's like, yo, I'm sorry for like doing that. I just wanted to show you how much I loved you that way. Like this, just this way. Yeah, just I totally just want to fuck. That's how I show you that yeah. I, I love you. This is the only way I can ever show that. <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm with someone else. And immediately behind him is... uh is Mr. Mark, who's, like, threatening to call the cops on him, which means no one else in there is drinking. Yeah. He's just going to get everyone else arrested? Yeah. It's just weird. No, so Eric. he goes for, like, another fist fight with Stan. <sighs> loses again. Lesson. Yeah, I didn't learn his lesson. Just totally – Stan, that's the last we see of him, really. He uh, He just punches Mark directly in the face, knocks him out cold. Yep. Wakes up. And this is the worst part of this entire... Wait, what scene is this? Chuck, what scene is this? I don't want to talk about it. I think we need to talk about this scene. This scene. He wakes up, he wakes up in his daughter's lap. Uh, and she's, like, trying to fuck him. He, she's, like, trying, trying to, to fuck, fuck him. him. 
Keep trying to fuck the man. Try to fuck your dad. Keep trying to fuck the man. And so he gets out of her lap and is like, no, get away from me. Yeah. As that's obvious. He, and this is the worst part about it. Not only is he looking like a scared gazelle <laughs> breathing and panting for its life. Yeah. This is a moment as a father. If this, if you watch your daughter do this, what I'm about to talk about with someone else, you, I think your mind gets like messed up. I think like you're in therapy for multiple years. Probably PTSD. Yeah. I, I I can't even you, at least like two to five sit down conversations you would have to have. Yep. Because she She's says, like, "Yeah, do you want to play? Do you want to play? Are you? Oh, you want to play? Which." I don't know if you've ever been in fear for your life or have not wanted to be with someone. <laughs> the bit of yeah. Has anyone ever looked at you and been like, oh, so you just want to play? And so she Thankfully, becomes, no. She's like, you're like a gazelle, and I'm a lion. I'm a lioness. And she starts roar, roaring, roaring, yeah. roaring. Uh, and he's like, why is this happening to me? Like, what happened to my life? Yeah, like, hey, no, no, no. Yeah, and he keeps, like, trying to explain to her and he she gets him pinned up against the wall and while he's on the wall she does like the classic like a thing and he's like oh no 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 please no 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 Mm, let's not do that yeah no no please 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 please, Uh, please, please. i don't like this i don't like this Uh and she goes what are you like confused and he's like yes I'm yes. very confused. He's like so excited to like get out. He's like, yeah. finally, yes, yeah. yes, I'm confused. I'm confused. And she goes, "Oh, I I understand everything now." She just like stereotypes a gay person. Yeah. To their very and he's like, "Whoa, okay." First of all, if I'm Zac Efron, I'm taking this excuse a hundred percent. Oh, one hundred percent. Why? Why would you not? Yeah, I have no idea. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not gay though." <laughs> Wait, she okay. Just left the door open. <laughs> yeah. That just leaves the door. If I was sitting there and my daughter is trying to lioness me, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, no, I'm gay." Yeah, you know what? Actually, you're absolutely right. You cracked the case. I, you, there it is. Figured it out. And Figured he, it out. He hits her with like this other thing. Like, he hits her with this other thing. Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just in love with somebody else. She goes like, "What's her name?" It's like this weird interrogation between the two. Yeah, and then he's basically like, uh, "It's another girl from our school. Just been in love with her." <laughs> and she goes, "You better tell your girlfriend to keep a close eye on you." And then she roars at him again one more time. She goes, "Ah, ah," which is such a weird ender to that to that conversation. Yeah, literally just being like, "Hey, uh, I." I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like frank with you here. I am in love with somebody else. I have a. I have a girlfriend, and um, I'm in love with her. And I can't. I can't do this with you. Um, so therefore, can we pause whatever's happening or completely end whatever's happening? And I hope that you respect that. <laughs> you better tell your girlfriend, man. You better watch out or suck your fucking dick. <laughs> Goofy laughs. Oh, gosh. Oh. 
After a seductive conversation in Elvish, uh, Ned and Jane go back to his house for a romance, but they find Mark's party completely out of control with hundreds of kids everywhere. Uh, Scarlet is also there looking for Alex, and Mark's feelings for her are so strong that he can't control himself, and he tries to kiss her in front of all of the kids. <laughs> Scarlet is appalled and slaps him, and then uh, runs away with Mark following her, shouting that he's her husband, and the father of her children. Uh, Maggie and her friends all see this and are disgusted, uh, understandably so, especially Maggie, because Mark uh, had told her he was in love with someone secret, and now she sees him trying to kiss her own mother. Mark and Scarlett are watching uh, Alex and Nicole make out, but they're, like, watching, and... They're having like a good conversation. It's like, well, she, Scarlett's like, you're so good for my son. Like, I'm so glad that you're friends with him. And he's like, dude, this is like the most opportune time to try to kiss this mom while she thinks that I'm 17 years old. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, stop that. And then she slaps him, understandably so. And then everyone else is mad at him. Yeah, because it's like you try to kiss, you try to kiss her mom. Yeah. Like, you try to kiss, like, a mom. And uh-huh. it's like, two people's mom that's here. It's one thing to try to kiss a mom that the kids aren't there. Uh, you know, maybe you're you're, gun- you're a little ballsy. Uh, even that. But, uh, yeah, no. And then, yeah, she's like, she, like, runs off. Yeah. And he's like, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, <laughs> hold on. I'm the father of your children. So, yeah, that's basically what happens there. Um, I mean... This is sad, too, because um, Jane comes in, a.k.a. Miss Masterson, with Ned, and how the party gets break, broken up is, I mean, the principal of the, the school just walked into the high school party. Yep. Uh, that would let every, I, I, if I was in high school, I'd be like, oh, yeah, see ya. I'm out mm-hmm. immediately. Um, and she looks at Ned, and she's like, this is why I don't do this shit. Like, this is the reason I don't, like, date parents. Exactly. And so... Little heartbreaking moment. So everyone's shit's getting wrecked, you know, kind of over it again. Like everyone's lost their love interest, basically, except for fucking Alex. He hasn't done anything wrong in this. He's no, just, not his mom yet. has been hit on this whole movie. Yeah, by his best friend, and he just deserves. He's he been deserves. bullied so much. He deserves to get with the the cute. He's been girl. taped. He's been taped. He's been taped. Um, the next morning, cleaning up after the chaos of the party, Ned reminds Mark that the hearing for Mike O'Donnell's final divorce decree with Scarlett is in 20 minutes and they rush to the courtroom. Ned pretends to be Mike's lawyer and they're uh, being thrown out when Mark says he's there to read a letter that Mike has written to his wife. So Mark, the young version is reading a letter that is from Mike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scarlett agrees to hear the letter, and Mark reads it with emotional power in his voice that astonishes her. Plus, details about their courtship that only her husband could have known. Mark finishes by saying that since he's that, since he sees that she doesn't want him in her life anymore, he's content to let her go because he loves her so much. After Mark finishes and is forced to leave the courtroom, Scarlett picks up the letter and discovers it's just a piece of paper with directions to the courthouse on it. Mark wasn't reading a letter at all, but somehow knew all the things he had told her. She asked for the divorce decree to be postponed. As a 12-year-old watching this movie, I was still even like, 
I got like tears in my eyes. I watched it again for like, I, this used to be one of my comfort movies growing up. Yeah. I've watched, I had it on DVD and I used to play it on my PlayStation. I've watched this movie so many times. I watched it again, probably for God, like the 10th time, like this week, Ned walks in Yeah. and he's trying to like stop the whole thing. And he's like, Ned, you need to help me. And Ned tries to, and he flubs it. And they're like, get the fuck out of my courtroom. Yeah, You're not real. And then Mark's like, no, I've got a letter from Mike. And then gives that speech, which was so riveting. And he like starts to, he like sets it down. He's like, that's it. Sets down the letter. He's like walking off and it's in slow motion and the greatest by cat powers playing. It's just like, it's such a gut punch. That song. Mm -hmm. When it starts playing, man, like I get sad. I know what you're talking about. Like he looks back at her and she's looking at him and you could just tell he's like distraught. Yeah. He's like, I just did it. I've just, I've just lost this whole thing. And his wife is like looking at him, like just like shocked, like it's like almost if she she notices, she realizes, yeah. like, "Fuck, is that Mike?" Yeah. Oh, fuck, is that Mike? And she goes over and looks at that note. She sees its only directions, and she has like, she's like literally like, "Um, <laughs> we're not doing this anymore." Like, yeah, let's not do this. Let's can we postpone it basically? Because yeah, like, as I would too, I'd be like, "Holy shit, am I, am I real right now? Is this yeah. for real?" destroyed me when I was 12. Mark tries to forget about Scarlet and concentrates on basketball uh, because winning the scholarship and going to college seems to be the only thing he has left for himself. On the day of the championship game where Mark and Alex are playing, Scarlet is looking at her high school yearbook and realizes that Mark doesn't just look similar to her husband at 17. He looks exactly the same. Whoa, crazy. Uh, <laughs> then Maggie reminds Scarlet she's supposed to drive her to the game. And Scarlet stays to watch. The funny part about this game, there's an also a, a scout at this game as well from Ohio State. But this is the this is again where we just jump into like what's going on with the basketball scene at this school. Like what's like, yeah, how because, much pool do they have? Because they don't really. It doesn't seem as if they have any other college potential in yeah. the people that they're playing he or just, the people they're playing with. Yeah. And then uh, Ned shows up to the game. He's trying to get Principal Masterson back, and he's like, he's like, basically, he walks up to the stands, and she's up there, and he's like, hey, like, I want you back, like, let's do yeah. this thing, and she's like, hey, I can't be seen with you, and he's wearing the cloak of <clears throat> of invisibility, and, and she like d does that face again where she's like, oh, okay, and it's like, like, dude, my boy Ned, dude, the Riz on Ned with dude. the invisibility cloak is sick. That's, incredible yeah incredible as the game is about to start mark sees scarlet in the bleachers he blows her a kiss using a gesture identical to the one mike had used in 1989 when he was playing in the same exact championship game and saw her standing by the bleachers scarlet finally realizes that mark really is her husband somehow <laughs> turned 17 again she realizes all the reasons she loved him then and still loves him but she knows she can't possibly make her life together with a 17 year old boy facts also she realizes that knowing uh she's there in the bleachers watching him could put him in the same situation as before and she can't risk making him lose his college scholarship again she leaves going down the same corridor she used when she left the game in 1989 so we are having a mirror image situation occur again drayton your thoughts <laughs> when he leaves 
the game this time. So obviously yeah. he's, he decides to leave because that's, that's what he's going to do. That's, it's the same exact mirror situation yeah. of the game in 1989. He's going to leave the game. Uh, instead of passing to a teammate, <laughs> he picks up the ball, travels across the court, and hands the ball to his son and says some shit like, it's your time now. And <laughs> That's like, exactly what Pass the ball to a teammate, you motherfucker, please. <laughs> and also, I love the ref in this one because he just goes, uh, uh, travel? travel? <laughs> like... Fucking really? Uh, you just did that? He follows her back into the tunnel. Yeah. And he turns back into 37-year-old Mike. And she's like, oh, yeah, that is him. Matthew Perry is back. And the difference between Zach Efron and Matthew Perry, it's just, uh, it's not good. It's not the... It's like, stunning. They... It is. Uh, they definitely could have chosen an actor that was that looked like Zac Efron. Yeah, it, literally, just like any like uh, because he's not like acting a sh- like a shit ton in the in that movie at all. No, like he he's in it obviously. But they could have like, chosen. Yeah, they could didn't have to choose like a good actor for this role. No, exactly. And it just ends. Well, he says one thing that he does say is, "I know I've been in a bad mood for the past twenty years, but I will make it up to you, dude." A long time. To be married to somebody for 20 years, and they're just like, hey, <laughs> I, in my prime, I was in the best of moods. I had everything going for me. From when we got married <laughs> till now, I have been in the worst mood. Hey, I know we're, hey, I know we're going through a divorce. Yeah. But I have been in a bad mood for the past 20 years. But we're going to make this work because I'm happy yeah. in this relationship. Uh, listen, man. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. A few days later, Mike goes to Ned's house to get his stuff and return his key. He finds Ned in bed with Jane. Let's fucking go. Both of them wearing elf ears. Let's fucking go again. Awesome. Part two. Mike thanks Ned for all he's done. And Ned gives Mike a parting gift. A whistle for his new job. Because he's a coach. Yeah, don't blow um, it. Because Jane has made Mike the new coach of the high school basketball team. So this is all well and good. This is like a nice, tidy wrap-up. But yeah. Except for the big problem, which is like what happened. Like, does this school just like forget about Mark? Yeah, what happened to Mark? Yeah, no, like uh, especially like in the Jane and Ned relationship. Because like Jane will, if they ever like think about getting married or anything like that, she'll be like, Oh, where's your kid? Yeah. Where's your child? Where's your child that attended my high school? Hey, little bitch. Where's your child? Hey, where's your boy? Where's hey, where's your, your little boy? Guy? Little where's bitch your little child? Boy? Hey, little bitch. Hey, where's your little boy? <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, like Alex is just like, yo, my best friend's gone now. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Literally like everyone. everyone. I, I came to this realization and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Does either everyone in his life knows about Mark? Either they all know about. So I Sorry. actually changed into a 17 year old boy. Yeah. Um, our daughter tried to make out with me <sighs> and blah, 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 all this. And everyone is just like, okay, that's crazy, but cool. Or either half know about it. Or no, no one knows about it. Yeah. Either way, it's just fucking weird. And the fact that they didn't even like talk about 
if like who knows yeah. no one does no one fucking know I, that's so weird to me and it's also just like yeah like I, it's just bizarre the whole thing is bizarre at the end because it's it, it's such a it's just the biggest like cliffhanger of all time but you know what the movie ends that way that's how it goes i guess it does end with it does end with like ned like you know uh mike is walking out for his his new job as uh, head basketball coach at Hayden High School, and Ned does the love you, and then Mike finally responds with the love you too. This movie immediately gets even cooler because the credits are super sick. That's what I was I was gonna talk about that too. That's just a super sick credit scene. It's like all of them in high school, like literally yeah, all the all directors, producers, producers yeah. like director, producers, editors, cast, all, all their high school, high school photos. It's like Zac Efron, just, just a picture of him now. <laughs> just picture. <laughs> uh, so good, dude. Yeah, dude. It was it was like such a like nice way to tie it all together. The 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 soundtrack's amazing on this thing. Everyone's just having such a great time. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it was a good. I took away from it as this was a pretty good movie. But hey, one thing we did want to add to this podcast is awards. Uh, these awards include the best performance in the movie. Yes. The worst performance in the movie and a random superlative we came up with ourselves. Yes. So I'm actually hitting you with a last minute change for best performance. Cause I had someone in mind. Oh shit. Okay. But I'm going to go this route because I feel like it's just too well-deserved. I'm going to give Zach Efron best performance. And yes, you might be thinking, Oh, that's a little generic. He's like the lead. Yeah, but like this is a kid that just comes off of High School Musical, and now he has to act like a thirty-seven-year-old dad, yeah. and he does such a great, like, con- fantastic like, job, dude. So convincing, in a way. Save a couple performances, um, he kind of carried this movie. Yeah, in a way. absolutely, absolutely. I would, I probably this probably wouldn't have been one of my favorite movies if he wasn't one of the ones acting. Yeah, I probably would have never watched it growing up if he wasn't one of the one of the ones acting. Yeah, he presents everything so well. Um, I'm just constantly impressed with it. And I feel like, honestly, this, I, I feel like I should put a little bit more respect on his name just at, in general. As hey, that's enough respect right there. Yeah. That's enough respect. Amazing choice. I Thank think, you. I think it's a great choice. Thank you. Um, my choice for best performance yeah. is Thomas Lennon. Yeah. I saw this one coming. Playing Ned. Yeah. Uh, dude, my God, every time he's he's on screen he is he's funny like he's yeah. hilarious like he's never in the way he delivers his lines too it's not like he's just it's not like they've written lines for him that are just funny the way he delivers it okay so for for example the our hands just i think our hands just made a baby someone else could deliver that line it could just be like that was kind of creepy yeah he delivers it in this way that is just so incredibly comical that as a 12-year-old, I was like, that's hilarious. As a 24-year-old, I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. My dad, as a 40-what-year-old, is like, that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. No, dude, he absolutely, yeah, fantastic in this movie. Fucking fantastic, An amazing man. pick by you. Um. Okay. You get worst performance. You get the first one. I get the first pick. And I <sighs> want to I, I'm, I go a little bit crazy here, though. Okay. I'm going to – I think I, I'm going to choose one I don't think you expected. And let me preface this choice oh for worst performance. This person, I don't think that they are a bad actor or actress. I don't think that they um, 
played this part terribly. Uh, I just think that they were given bad lines and a bad character and just giving, they were given no substance at all whatsoever. And it was very disappointing. Um, And that person is Leslie Mann. Whoa. Scarlet. The, the, the character of Scarlet. I'm appalled. (laughs) The character of Scarlet. It was was just, Uh, she seemed uncomfortable like the whole movie. She is very awkward. She lets people push her around this whole time. And it's something, this isn't even more about the performance. I think this might be more of like the character itself. She is pushed around the whole time. She lets her friend Naomi, Naomi uh, dictate what she does as a single woman. She's basically conflicted this whole movie about this fucking 17 year old. Um, And at the end of the movie, it's just like there there wasn't much from the character itself, not Leslie Mann. Not the performance. Leslie Mann, hey. Hey, Leslie Mann. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I love you. Mrs. You're Mann. a great actress. The all-encompassing idea of Scarlet herself, I just didn't like. I didn't enjoy it. Every time Scarlet, the character, was on screen, I was like, mm, I'm not really enjoying this. Drayden, let's hear it, Jack. I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't disagree with you more. I loved her in this movie. I thought she killed it. I thought she was like perfect, like the perfect, like I thought she had, I I thought she did a nice job balancing between likable and hateable. My worst performance, uh, very decorated actor, Matthew Perry. Uh, I thought he sucked. I, I agree with you. I think he didn't do a good job. I thought he was just obviously there to take that paycheck. And so I listen, I love Matthew Perry and friends. I love Chandler Bing. I've referenced him as Chandler Chandler Bing. I am so upset with him in this movie. He's just bad. He's just not even good. He's not even really trying. No, he's just like, oh, I'm old version Zac Efron. Yeah. 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 At one point he goes, he, I noticed this when at the beginning, when he's staying at Ned's house and he's like, he walks downstairs and Ned's eating cereal he goes, thanks for letting me stay at your house, Ned. And he says Ned as if like, oh, hey, I know that your name actually isn't Ned in real life. So I'm just going to deliver this line like, oh, I know your name isn't Ned. Yeah. Just like uh, the thanks most- for letting me stay at your house, Ned. And I'm like, why would you say it like that? That's your best buddy. That's like say supposed Ned, to be like your friend. Ned. Yeah. Random superlative. What do you got? Most likely to almost take me out of the movie. I'm giving this award to the editor. <laughs> oh, I'm giving this award to the editor of this film. Okay. Whoever thinks that it's okay to make GIF shot changes. What are you doing? I'm trying to watch this movie. And all of a sudden, also it was like a conversation. That is something I wanted to bring up. Um, so like I was watching this movie and I looked into some of like the reasons why people don't like this movie. I wanted to prepare myself for both sides. Yeah. And the continuity of this movie is apparently just out of whack. If you watch shot to shot, like if you were to just freeze frame each shot and you just look at where people are positioned, it's a mess. Like you'll see things like move around all over the place. You'll see like the double take thing that they like to do, mm-hmm. like where he tries to make a shot where he makes the shot shot again. Yeah. You're like what's going on there? Like yeah. this isn't like 
we're not MTV of 1940s. 100% agree. Um, it's it's a mess. Um, so the editor almost like made me hate this movie a couple times, and I don't want. Uh, it's like fucked up. So I, I'm not I'm not for the editor. My random superlative. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait. Oh for this gosh, movie. oh this is gonna be so stupid. Um, most likely to steal my heart, Principal Masterson, Melora Hardin. Ugh. <laughs> oh man! I can't even look at you right now. Um, you threw that in as the superlative. <laughs> yeah, most likely to steal my heart. Do we even need to get into why that's the case? I don't. Jesus, attractive man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I was twelve. I was twelve, and I was feeling something. More I'm than... to, double it to double my age. I'm still feeling something. I feel more for Scarlet. Her part, the part where he's like, she's like, hey, how did you get like the new version of Halo? And he goes, I may have lied to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And she gives him this look like, oh, yeah. I was like, damn, chill out. Dude, I don't know. Uh, well, Laura Harden, I give you I give you a 10 out of 10. I give you a 100% on the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the score for, what's her name? Melora Harden. Melora Harden's score. Melora Harden. She's rotten no more. She is rotten no more. No, she never was. Uh, she never was. Not even 12 years ago. Oh my gosh. Jack is not tracking oh. at all. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. All right. Jokes aside, we've given our thoughts and feelings <laughs> on 17 again. Yes. <laughs> As we all know, this is rotten to the score. Yes. So now it's time to give the score the score we are going to each give a separate score and average the two and that will be the score so jackie breaking out the old calc what did you have this movie is pretty. I mean, like it's almost perfect for me. It really hits on everything I like. I love the cast. I think the cast does a fantastic job. I don't really see a weak, like a fully weak, weak link in this. Um, mm. I think it, it, like I think you and me kind of had to get choosy about it. Yeah, like, we kind of so. had to like. I chose Leslie Mann. Yeah, I chose like I chose Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Yeah. Like, these are two well-established, funny, good actor and actresses. Mm-hmm. Um. I love the story. I love everything that's like about. I love how like emotionally endearing it is. I'm giving this movie a uh, 85. 85. This is getting oh, an 85. Shit, dude. Okay. Uh, uh, understandable. Obviously, this is uh, a movie that I, that I watched a lot growing up, and it was a comfort movie for me. I like you said, a lot of the performances were were fantastic. There there wasn't really a, a weak link in this movie um and i think that zach efron's performance was ama- amazing thomas lennon's performance was amazing this the story in itself was good and yeah. there were a lot of like tear jerking moments in this movie i think that it really did have it all um obviously say save a, a few bits and pieces that are a little bit corny some lines right. in it were a little bit corny um I am going to give this movie, my score is a 67%. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
for vastly different people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the what's the score put together? Seventy six. Seventy six. That's not bad. Hey. Hey, our first Rotten No More movie. Dude. 17 again, Rotten No More. Officially. Put it in the books. 76. 76%. Honestly, that's probably Critic the score. perfect score for it. Rotten Tomatoes changed the score right now to 76%. What are you on your doing? Website. What are you doing? It's 76%. Yeah. Come on. I mean, if I can I remind the audience of a Yeah. I mean, this this movie was about a man went back in time find out what it feels like to 17. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i appreciate whoever made it this far it was uh fun reviewing 17 again i would say so yeah especially with you my boy jackie hey hey look at us reviewing 17 again right hey now. that's some friend shit right there that's some friend shit <laughs> 17 again put it in the books 17 again is rotten no more um we are rotten to the score uh, you can follow us on a multitude of uh, streaming sites. So that includes uh, Apple Music, Spotify. You can also follow us follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Give us a follow. Leave a comment. Leave a review. And we will uh, create a handshake with your grandfather. Grandfather. Let's end it with the song about 17 again. 17 again you go back in time and you meet your son and you meet your daughter and she tries to have sex with you she's a lioness you are a gazelle to be divorced anymore. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right to the score. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>